You're listening to the God, God Life Culture, Culture Podcast, Podcast, where faith and what's trending collide. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the latest episode of the Guy Life Culture Podcast. This is Eddie. What's up, everyone? This is Miguel, and we are super excited that you are tuned in to the God Life Culture Podcast. Listen, if you are a returning listener, yes. you are probably wondering what is happening right or now. Or watcher, really. Maybe right. the listeners if you're can pick a, up on yeah. it a little bit. If you watch us and watch our <laughs> visuals, right, you're probably like, okay, like, is this the right podcast? Like, what am yeah. I, what am, what's happening? Yes. I mean, well, we decided to be a nature podcast <laughs> moving forward, though. <laughs> No, we're on location. Um, you know, um, a lot of churches do this. They have like uh, family retreats, like men, women, youth retreats and camps. Um, and we're currently on location at our men's camp, uh, which is out on an island. Sounds very like exotic. Or very, <laughs> right. Shelter it's, Island. It's, it's Shelter yeah. Island. Um, all the at the end of Long Island. Yeah. Uh, but it's like pretty cool. Like we're here on location and we decided to bring you guys in with us on this experience as well, at least visually, because it's always great to have a good uh, background. Yeah. Um, and just to speak a little bit, maybe a little bit about that experience and what camp is and all of that. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, so welcome to uh, Camp Quinnipet. Yeah, and if here. this is your first time watching and listening, we are not in our normal space, Yes. right? Uh, but uh, thank you for tuning in and checking out the God Life Culture Podcast. Be sure to subscribe yeah. wherever you are listening to us so you can make sure mm -hmm. you get notified every time we drop a new episode yes. but yes it is cool to be doing this right kind of the first time we record outside of like yes. a normal room yeah, environment yeah, yeah. you know yeah. what i mean so um it's you know pretty cool to do something like this and have this scenery and backdrop right so of course because we're doing this if you hear some wind <laughs> true if you hear some yelling some birds if there's a boat that passes by yep. you're gonna see that right yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh we are like eddie said out in nature for yes. this episode yeah so you know on that topic of nature and camp i think that you know there's a lot of things about it that people love yeah and there's other things that people find a little not as loving <laughs> about the camp experience um i mean is there anything that you like when you think of camp you're like i'm looking forward to that and not that as much for some other things yeah i mean I agree that there are people, right, that have their different views on camp and all of that. For me, I am the type of person that I I definitely enjoy getting away. I definitely yes. enjoy, like, being in a different environment for, you know, a weekend, mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, so I'll go down the list of things I enjoy. How about <laughs> that? <laughs> right? So, um, for one, the camps I've been have been mostly, like, youth camps, right? Um, this is actually the first men's camp that i'm actually able to go to right mm -hmm. that i um am here right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know for me i think i definitely like the experience of just like a lot of people coming together mm -hmm. right so a lot of people coming together obviously you know when it's a christian church camp right everyone there's like kind of on the same page right um you know they're there with you know the purpose of you know having church having services and you know there's conferences and just you know being with each other and you know, I remember uh, growing up in the youth camps, just, uh, you know, when you go with your friends and you have kind of your people there, it's like, you know, you stay up late and you're talking and, you know, different things like that. So I definitely love the community aspect, right, of a camp and kind of what that, you know, brings about. Um, and I think it's also great to just 
do something that you normally do at home in your mm. comfort zone, right? And doing it somewhere else, yeah. right? So I think that's one of the beauties about camp or like going on a retreat is the idea that, you know, we worship God in our churches. We worship God with other people, you know, um, kind of on a regular basis, mm. you know what I mean? And it can become routine. It can mm. become something that you're used to and something that you may at times take advantage, you know what I mean, of that Um blessing that you have to do that but when you have a camp you're able to do those things right and worship with people and have church and listen to a message or a preaching or sermon be taught have a conference in a different environment that's not the norm so i think that alone is also very cool and sometimes necessary to like give you a an oomph you know what i mean like just kind of like revive you know uh just that engagement and that interest again so what do you think what are some things when you think of camp because you love camp Supposedly, no. <laughs> so as you can tell from my, and we'll get into you know some of my reservations. Yes, regarding <laughs> camp, but uh, you're gonna see the energy shift just a little bit, right? <laughs> so I love it. No, let me right. stop. <laughs> um, I think that a lot, I agree with a lot of the things that you're saying. I think that one of the things um, that I really like is like the the mindset of people switch up and i think that it comes with the scenery change um you see that specifically a lot in women's camp you see that specifically a lot in youth camp as well where it's like people go with this desire and this need for a different closeness to god um so whether it is that they are seeking certain answers or they have a petition or they're like you know what this weekend i'm just gonna like really give a hundred because i don't really give a hundred back at home you definitely feel a sense and a shift in the worship in the services in those like uh very like spiritual moments there's definitely a shift which i love because you know to be able to experience that and to be in a room with people that are fully committed to being like we're gonna try to like really tap into like god in his presence i think it's awesome um why do you think that is that people kind of have like that shift in mindset where like a weekend away like that mm -hmm. kind of brings about a focus of wanting to get closer to God yeah. or having certain things be answered. I think it's just the the shift of it. I think that, you know, you have the ability to tap into each and every one of those things during your weekday services, whether it's on a Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday or whatever. And because of the routine of that, I think people lose the understanding that those moments are still as powerful, if not even more powerful. But when you're shifted and you're in this mindset of camp and you're going to camp and the scenery is different, it kind of like puts things in perspective of, you know what, I'm just going to take advantage of the time. Like I had to drive all the, way, all the way out there. I had to get on a bus for a certain amount of hours. We're here already. So it's kind of like people seize the opportunity where at home they kind of take that for granted. Yeah. And I feel like it's also the idea like at home, again, everything is right there. Yeah. You go to your church, you go, you have your home, you have like, you know, you have your routine. It's mm. Sunday. I got to get up. I have to do this. I think when you have a camp that you're going to or a retreat, there's more of a preparation that takes place beforehand. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like you have to pack. You yeah. have to pack certain things. You have to buy certain things. You have to actually travel. Normally yeah. retreats and camps, right? They're like three, four hours away, sometimes mm -hmm. two hours, right? So there's more of a 
effort that's being put in to actually arrive and get there. And I think for certain people, that says a lot. It's like, Lord, I'm packing up my stuff. I'm on my way. I'm going there with a particular purpose, a specific reason. And, you know, they just have that hope that God is going to meet them there. Yeah. And I think that, you know, when we now if we flip the switch and we start talking about like things that aren't my most favorite about camp, I think about two. Uh, the first one is I have to share my space with people. <laughs> yeah, that's the big thing. That's you know? the big thing. So it's like that that idea of, you know, I could be social. I could be, you know, yeah. play with uh, like games with people and competitions. I'm in charge of color wars at the youth camp. Like, listen, I can mingle. But it's something about when you're getting ready. And he kind of like bumping elbows with people. <laughs> it's like, all right, I need my own space. Right. Um, or just like the scheduling, because now yeah. you're all sharing a space. You're yes. all sharing two bathrooms, let's yeah. say. So it's like, okay, are you showering now, showering later, yeah. bathroom now, bathroom later. You're, you know, yeah, you yeah. probably are the person like I shower every morning when I wake mm. up, yes. you know, and every night before I go to sleep. Yeah, so yeah. it's like you may not be able to do that exactly mm. how you do it back at home. Yes. So the accommodations at times yeah, yeah. can be rough for the yeah. individuals. Yeah. Like and, me. And depending on location, like too. Like, we've, you know, experienced different spots and locations for camps. Um, you know, I've done, like, the very, like, rural, very, um, uh, like, like, leaving you to fend yourself type of camps. Um, and then I've done camps that are, like, really, like, different like quality. And <laughs> I've literally done camps at hotels. But then, like, I remember, like, the one we did last year, I thought, like, room-wise was pretty good as well. Um, you know, but it's, it's I think it's also part of the fun. It's part of the bonding. And, you know, as long as everyone is understanding and respectful for each other, at the end of the day, we've never had any issues like you know we speak about the inconvenience of having to share spaces uh with people but then when you actually sit back and reflect it's like i didn't have no issues it, it was yeah. pretty fine and there are people that like the closeness there are people yes. that like the idea of like <laughs> oh yeah we're all together all the time every day you know what yeah, i mean yeah. for these three days we're gonna be together and you know um there are people that like that and then there yes. are people that have a preference of just kind of like yeah Doing i just need thing. my space yeah, you yeah, know yeah. but i think you know camps they offer that opportunity right yes. for people so it's almost like a successful camp an effective camp camp should have time allotted right mm -hmm. where it's like these are you know group activities that we're doing everyone together yeah and then there are moments where you have some free time to do something on your own yeah you know yeah. what i mean very true and i think that even those moments where uh you're on your own right mm -hmm. um is even just a moment where god can meet you and speak to you true. you know what i mean and in the camps that we've been to right and experience we kind of will see that right we'll see yeah. like the groups together we'll see the person that's just taking a walk mm -hmm. you know the person that's just by the lake you know and like you said earlier i think it's just a moment where people come together and really just have that moment with god where they're just like you know I'm, i have these questions i have these yes. worries i have these concerns this is on my mind and again there's just something about being in a different space something about being with other people that's encouraging yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, that's definitely something that, you know, we should take advantage of when given the opportunity. Yeah. You know, do you remember your first camp? Like when you first went to the camp, like what that experience was like? I do. I do. I think it was my first time. I was 18, I think it was. Um, and it was a lot of youth. Um, and it was this was one of the, the nicer ones that maybe spoiled me <laughs> for years for others that were coming in the future. Uh, but it's really like one of the things that I always remember from those experiences is the what we call like the chelchas or the charlas, the conversations after the services. Like, 
naturally people will like gravitate into like groups and you know or people will like come into our room and like all have like this power and this conversation on uh, like what god did individually for people during certain services you know there are people that felt god like never felt him before people that were waiting on certain words they received those words and i'm talking about 13 14 15 16 set like young people that were sharing these experiences and having these conversations which to me at 18 you know was fairly new outside of my circle you know obviously in your church circle with your group you know it's different like you if that's part of your culture you kind of like talk about little things here and there but being in a group of like people that are in your peeps um that are open and willing to share about their experience and their encounter with god and that weekend and things that were leading up to that weekend situations that they were going through you know, I think that those are the moments that I was like, man, like, this is what it's about. Like, yeah, the color wars are fun. And yes, the services, if you take advantage of them, are powerful as well. But when you have those moments of fellowship and conversation between people of your age group and like dudes getting together, for example, having those conversations, I think it's important. And those are the life changing moments that people walk away with. Yeah. I mean, for me, I remember, you know, the first camp I went to wasn't a camp that our church had, you know, yeah. put on. Um, but I, re I remember it was, you know, a pretty big, you know, uh, organization. And <laughs> yeah, that's the wind. We hear that. Um, it's a pretty big organization uh, that, you know, put that camp together. And I just remember for me, I was like 12 years old, I think mm -hmm. it was. Um, and I just remember the amount of youth that yeah. were in that room. That to me, it was like, I remember them saying like there was like over a thousand people in like one of the nights that mm -hmm. had gone there. And I remember it was just mind blowing to me that there were actually a thousand youth out there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Because sometimes I think one of the biggest things is as young Christians, right, is that you feel alone. Mm -hmm. You feel like you're the only one that's kind of like living this life. You're the only one that's doing this. And I think the opportunity to get out of your circle mm -hmm. and see that there's so many other people out there, young Christians, right? Battling out just like you, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Trying their best, you know, going through some of the similar things that you're going through. And yet here they are, you know, hands lifted, singing the songs, worshiping. And I think seeing that at a young age was just very powerful and encouraging to just, you know, I remember this one moment, um, there was a song that was a worship song that was in at the time and they like stopped the music. Mm -hmm. Music went real low. The singers like dropped their mics and you just heard everyone, everyone yeah. lifting their voice and singing and shouting out and just hearing that, right. There was no music, no mm -hmm. band playing. There were no microphones. Mm -hmm. It was just people's like real authentic, you know, worship and just crying out to God was something that was just moving yeah. you know that again it just confirms the idea of you not being alone yep. even though it may feel so lonely you know yeah yeah and i think that you know the because i had mentioned earlier like there was two things that i kind of don't love as much um and it's that sometimes we forget to bring all that good stuff we just finished speaking about that we finished doing the last two three days back home with you yeah. so it's kind of like you know instead of everyone like taking on the mindset of i need to bring this back with me so that same enthusiasm that i was that i had in reference to worship i need to apply that in my everyday life that same enthusiasm that i had in fellowship and connecting with people i need to apply that to my regular life and it's like the minute we get in the car or the bus we check out <laughs> and i think that that's the downside of it sometimes as well which is that you need to bring that with you you need to carry that with you and throughout the year uh, because that's that's the purpose of it it's kind of like why did you fill your tank to then on your way home put a leak in it 
so that it falls out as you're making your way back home. No, you want to have that reserve with you and then over, not overextend that, but also extend that into your everyday life as well. Yeah, and I think that's very important because there are people who use camps or retreats as mm-hmm. kind of like an escape. Yeah. You know, it's an escape from their everyday life. It's an escape from their family. It's an escape from their, you know, church people or, or responsibilities, whatever. Yeah. whatever. It's an escape. And it's good to look at it you know as a way of i'm I'm escaping for the weekend Mm -hmm. but escaping for the weekend in hopes of coming back better not escaping for the weekend to leave my struggles problems and issues at home and then monday night when i get come back or sunday night when i come back i'm just entering right back into it and it's just like business as usual you know and that's the hard part because i mean you know i've definitely been there where you're in a weekend and you feel so encouraged Mm -hmm. you're like god i trust you god i believe in you god i know you're there for me right and then you go back to your issue that monday that sunday night and it's like god where are you (laughs) (laughs) you know and it's just there's a different level of closeness that you have when you're at a retreat or at a camp than when you go back to your environment. So it's like the hope is, and the goal is that when you go on these retreats, when you go on these camp weekends and you know, you're with your church and you're, you know, gathering together with the purpose to just get closer to God. The goal is to have a great time, Mm -hmm. but to build and strengthen yourself. So when you go back, you are able then to fight those things that you're yes. struggling with, to combat with those things that are coming against you. And hopefully when you're in the midst of those moments of, you know, anxiety or depression or sadness or, you know, not being able to sleep at night and all of those things, you go back to that camp moment. You go back to that worship moment that really stuck out to you. And you remember that same God that was there with me that camp weekend is with me now in this room, is with me now in my struggle. And it sounds so much easier said than done and that's the whole thing you know that it really does take work when you come back from a retreat like that it really does take work to try to apply everything that you learned and everything that you experienced over the weekend yeah you know and i also think that it's it's it takes a village um you know because we're each individually fighting our own personal battles uh but when you come back from a really awesome weekend um and as a group you make the effort to check on in each other or as a group you make an effort to like send a like you, it's like simple stuff like you start a group chat and we're like hey you know youth services on thursday you know let's all make sure we're there like men's ministry has an outing on friday let's uh, like whatever like trying to like keep building on the momentum of that i think that that helps um you know and i think that unfortunately what happens is is that everyone then returns to their personal life nobody's really checking at each other nobody's because it's it's we have our own things that are consuming us as well um but you know it's all it's all part of the process unfortunately you know you really do need to learn how to balance you know and it happens to us in our regular services like you go to a sunday service and it'll be an amazing service you were floating you were doing laps around the church whatever you know your thing is and then you get home that night and it's kind of like sometimes it dissipates a little too quickly um, and you don't know how to deal with that. You don't know how to remedy that um, as well. But I think that that's an important topic. The idea of, you know, what do you do in those moments when you're still in the process? You know, like there may be a, a, a situation where you did go to camp, you felt God, you did receive word from God as well, but you're still in the middle of whatever. Like, you know, you're still dealing with anxiety or you're still dealing with financial woes or you're still having relationship problems or you're out of a job, you know, because it's there may be a miracle where you come home and there's a job waiting for you. Uh, but then uh, nine times out of ten, you maybe got to still do the job 
job search. Um, so what do you do when you're in the middle of all that mess? And recently, Blanca released her her full album. She's been releasing singles here and there. Um, Podcasting 101. Did y'all catch that transition? Nice, right? Seamless. Continue. I won an award for that back in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, you know, we've spoken, we've covered one of her songs, um, New Day. Um, and, you know, and finally the album is out. And one of the songs on her album is called In the Middle, um, where she speaks about the idea of someone being going through the transition of something hard, traumatic. You know, we can imply based off like what we know about her life, like what specifically is being spoken about in that song. But that's a song that can apply to anybody that is going through a spiritual, mental, emotional transition where they're still in the middle of it. Like, you know, there's someone who believes in God. There's someone who has faith in God, but it's still in the middle of the feelings and the emotions and everything that the messy part of it is as well. So, yeah, I mean, you know, she released her album, The Heartbreak and the Healing, and that song in the middle, right, is like in the middle of the album. (laughs) And it's one of those songs where, like you said, it's honest and that's one of the things we always talk about the idea of we need transparency and honesty in christian music and you know preachings where Mm -hmm. it's not like this is the wish in a perfect world Mm -hmm. this is what you would be saying when your house burned down with everything in it yeah god be praised (laughs) you know but unfortunately that's not sometimes the first thing that comes to mind yeah you're hurt you're broken you're questioning god write a song about that Mm -hmm. speak about that you know and i think she did a great job in doing that where especially when it's an album called the heartbreak and the healing those are two opposites right two different seasons of life and you go through that process where you're probably not heartbroken anymore but you're not healed anymore Mm -hmm. you're not you know as bad as you were before but you're not where you want to be and you may feel like god i'm in the middle you know and it's in that middle where I feel like we are challenged. Mm-hmm. We are questioned. I feel like we doubt, we worry. That's where we're hit with, you know, God, is this even worth it? You yeah. know what I mean? And it's it's crazy because we're not where we were. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we're not, you know, where in that dark place where at one time, you know, we dwelled there and that was our home and it was horrible and we've made progress, but it's almost like, God, this progress isn't enough. Mm-hmm. God, this isn't, you know, everything, you know what I mean? There's more that I want, you know, there's yeah. more healing, there's more wholeness that I need. Right. And, you know, for her, she was speaking about a divorce that she went through. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, just the struggle of trying to see God in the midst of your issue and yeah. in the midst of your problem, when it seems like God, you know, mm-hmm. you say everything works for good. I don't see it. You know what I mean? That's being in the middle where God promises you something and it's like, God, everything's actually going in reverse. It's actually getting worse. God, you know, what do I do? You know, you waiting for God to speak to you, waiting for God to give you, you know, some guidance or direction and you're not getting it. You're Mm -hmm. stuck in the middle. So what do you do when you are in the middle? And I feel like a lot of us feel that we have to wait to get out of that place, Mm -hmm. you know, and, get out and be healed and be whole before Mm -hmm. we can even talk about it. And then it's like, if no one is talking about it and no one is talking about what it looks like to be in the middle as a Christian, as, you know, a husband, as a brother, as a daughter, Mm -hmm. as a father, a mother, a pastor, then we're all stuck in our own little middles Mm -hmm. thinking we're all alone. Yes. And not realizing that there are a lot of people out Mm -hmm. there who are not where they were, but they're not where they're supposed to be. 
Yeah, and I think that that, you know, you took the words right out of my mouth because that's what I was thinking. I was like, this is the part of the Christian walk that no one likes to speak about. And the reason for that is is because it's the messy part. It's the like the, the, the where all the drama is. Uh, but it's also the part in your walk where you start to say things and question things about God and have conversations about God that people don't like, that make them feel uncomfortable. You know, because in the middle is where if you're someone that's looking for healing, believes that God can heal you, but at that moment, do not feel like God is your healer. And to say that and to speak that is like, people are like, that's blasphemous. How dare you say something like that? You know, like one of the lyrics in her song is, um, someday I know this won't be as painful. Someday I'm going to say God is faithful, but I can't find the words. It's not that simple because I'm right in the middle. So the idea of understanding, like, you know, God is faithful. I get that God is faithful. Do I feel like that at this moment? I don't. I really do not. I cannot say at this moment that I feel like God is being faithful with me in the middle of this process. But saying that and confessing that really, like, makes people uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. And it could because I feel like it yeah. makes you seem like a hypocrite. Yes. It makes you seem yes. like, well, aren't you trusting God? Yeah. Isn't God your everything? Isn't yeah, God yeah. your provider and your savior? And it makes you feel, again, like I am living out this thing. I am saying this with my mm -hmm. mouth, but my heart doesn't believe it. I yeah. can't let people know, like, what's yeah. really happening in there. You know what I mean? And I think that these are things that every that people actually do say and do feel like we've had conversations like this um as well where like sometimes we like say like i believe god can do it but do i feel that he's doing anything and no i don't i don't i feel upset or i feel angry or i feel mad or you know whatever the emotion or the feeling that you're feeling at that moment and there is, are people that can handle that yes and there are people that can't true what do you mean like hearing somebody say that yes yes oh yeah like obviously. if they heard us say that yes no that would be yes but you have to that, that's a whole different conversation because then there's wisdom yeah. that comes with that as well. You can't really share that right, with right. everyone. You're not going to take a part on a kid's service <laughs> and be like, guys. One day in your life. You're going to need to know. You're going to feel <laughs> like God has left you. Like, no, that's not what you There's wisdom that comes with that. The valley of um, the shadow of death. <laughs> uh, but, you know, but even in like circles with people or even with like leadership or even there's a way to speak on these things from a place, whether you want to speak on it in a place from testimony or pastors and leaders should have the, the forethought to really like speak on these things as well, because I feel like these aren't the topics that I grew up listening about not one time can i think of a recollection recollection of someone speaking about like that middle process what does it feel like when you know that you've seen god do great things in your life before you've seen god perform certain miracles but in that very moment where you find yourself in life in that process you're not seeing it yeah. so because you're not seeing it it's hard for you to declare that he has already done that in your life i have heard preachings about how you need to speak by faith, absolutely. You know, I've heard about, well, you, you, know, you know, you need healing, declare God as your healing. You need a financial breakthrough, declare God as your financial advisor. I don't know what you say. <laughs> Um, you know, but it's it's a jump. Yeah. It's like there's a lot that happens yeah. in the middle of that that we so gracefully like run by mm -hmm. and not give the attention that it needs, which is that we are humans that are having human experiences that are trying to connect with the spiritual being. Like mm -hmm. we believe God is spiritual and we believe that we have a duality about us, which is that we live here but we're not of here. You know, we believe in God and the spiritual part of that as well. But as a human, life can suck sometimes. And because of that, you have to like really work through those emotions but those are the things that people don't like to talk about yeah and so. one of the things that i i really like about her album right is that she ends it with her song the healing yes right which we've mentioned and we've sp spoken about it before i love the song 
because I love the way it's worded. Mm-hmm. Because it's called the healing, but in the the lyrics of the song, it's not saying, God, you healed me. Mm-hmm. God, I'm healed. God, thank you for the healing. Yeah. It says, you're healing me. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of the hook that keeps repeating. So it's almost like even in her perspective, right, and her mindset and what she's putting down and putting out there, right, for the world to hear and be all up in it, yes. you know what I mean, in her business, she's also declaring God, like, this is a process. Yeah. Healing is a process. Yeah. And he is healing me. Mm-hmm. And I think oftentimes we await for a moment where God comes through for us and it all happens Mm -hmm. in that moment. God can do that. And God has done that. Yeah. Do I think that that's everybody's story? Mm -hmm. No. You know, I think there are moments where your healing may take you years and each day that passes and each moment that passes, you're getting a little bit stronger. You're getting a little bit wiser. You're getting a little bit better. You're growing more. You're understanding more. But now are you completely healed at this moment? No, Mm -hmm. but I'm way better than what I was. So it's even possible that in the middle where we find ourselves, where we feel like God isn't coming through or we just feel like we're not getting it and understanding it. It is possible that God is slowly healing us even through that experience, you know? And I love, you know, how she just phrased that song because again, we will hear songs declaring God as our healer, how God has healed us, but it's rare the time that you hear someone say, God, I need your healing and it's not here yet. Yeah. God, I'm going through it, but I trust that you are healing me even through all of the uncertainty and even in the middle. Yeah. And I, and I really do have to, give props to not only Blanca, but to a lot of worshipers and leaders and just people in general that are really tapping into the balance of vulnerability in Christian walk. Um, You know, I think that for a really long time, you know, there's been like a lot of focus on like, the spirituality of it, you know, like giving God honor, giving God glory, worshiping God, which are all important things. Um, But like I mentioned before, like also then not addressing the humanness of what it means to be a Christian um, that is trying to live a Christ-like life, Um, you know, and we've been seeing this wave of like honest worship, honest people that are doing a really good job in balancing it. Because it's like you said before, like you can't really just go out there and just start spewing stuff randomly. You know, it's like it reminds me of like moments where like I've been in a service and somebody's eating worship and before they start, they just say something random like, you know, like I really tired and I want to be here today. Let's sing this worship song. It's like, wait a minute. (laughs) Get to a nice place, which is right. when I walked in and the press. I don't know, lie, right. no, not lie. <laughs> <laughs> well, like that's not how you start a worship session, you yeah. know. Like so, that moment of honesty was maybe true to that person, yeah. and they really did feel that way. They felt tired. They they had a long day. They didn't really want to be there. Uh, but you can't say those things like that. Like yeah. there's this level of wisdom um, because you also don't want to hurt people. You also don't want to confuse people. You know, like I may be able to have a conversation with someone and say, "Oh, you know what? I'm I'm just really upset at God today." And they will understand that I have that somebody else hears that and they won't. Mm -hmm. They'll look at me differently. They'll judge me. And they that that concept is not something that they can compute or understand because that's not what they're at in their walk with the Lord. So there is a wisdom that comes with being able to be honest about your walk, but but knowing that you can't always have those conversations with just anybody. And I think also knowing when it's time to speak on it. Yes. Right. Um, Because I'm sure for her, she wrote a lot of these songs. She was saying, you know, some of them during the pandemic and in those moments. But I'm sure the minute she wrote her first song after Mm. going through her experience, it wasn't like I'm putting this out right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like there's also some time where, you know, you need to sit 
with that truth yes. and you need to sit with you know what you're putting out there mm-hmm. whether it's art or you know whatever you're speaking you need to sit with it for a minute there are moments where maybe something like you know what this is for now but then there are other times where it's like god you're dropping something in me right you're putting something in me uh let me know when it's the right time yeah. to talk about it go forth with it put it out because when it's the right time in the process you will feel good mm-hmm. as you speak on these things, right? And those who listen to you, I believe just the message will be that more powerful, yeah. you know? So if you find yourself in the mm-hmm. middle... Go listen one, to Blanca album. No. <laughs> go listen to her album, The Heartbreak and the Healing. But two, yeah. you are not alone. Yes. Right? Yes. And um, I believe that you'd probably be surprised to know that probably your pastor's in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, your youth leader is in the middle, right? Your parents are probably in the middle. And um, it's just not something that yeah. is just openly talked about. But trust God in that place. Give him, you know, that chance to do something and work in your life. And, you know, it's just that moment where it's always the fear and the worry of giving up right before we get to that place. Yes. You know what I mean? Where it's like, man, I tried so hard for so many years not to give up, to do my best. And right where I'm just that close so close to that breakthrough or so close to that clarity of what i'm asking god for i give up Mm. and i miss it you know and it's one of those things where we don't want that to be our story no we don't want it to be your story either you know so at the end of the day whatever you take away from this just learn to be encouraged and to understand that you are not alone and the middle may be messy the the middle may be horrible it may be tiresome but at the end of the day It's called the middle for a reason because it's not the end. So thank you for tuning in to today's episode. As always, you can find us on on our socials. Yes, at Facebook and Instagram at God Life Culture Podcast. Subscribe to us wherever you are listening to your podcast right now. Check us out on YouTube and subscribe to us there. You can check out all of our videos and episodes. And uh, definitely you'll be notified when we drop a new episode episode yeah so we hope you like the new scenery uh for today coming straight from quinnipet yes shelter (laughs) island all the way at the end of long island if you want to fly us out to any island we're definitely willing and able to travel um no but thank you once again for tuning in to the latest episode of the god life culture podcast that's god God life Life culture Culture. until next time see ya bye